You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm. Post-Christmas. Post-Christmas. Actually, today is Christmas for us, for our family. Oh, nice. Yes. Actually, today is Boxing Day, so all of my servants are going to receive gifts and the day off, and we'll spend a nice (laughs) lunchtime together. Oh, they've done a great job this year. The butler, the maid, the footman. It's it's yes. been a great year. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boxing day in the US is just Mike Tyson biting off Holyfield's ear. Boxing Day here is shop, shop, shop. Pick up all the deals you didn't get pre Christmas and take back everything you got for Christmas to get something that actually well, fits because happy you gained too much Boxing weight. Day. You yeah, got to now tell a little bit of the history of how well, Elmer, that, that's it. That's unique to the yeah. uh, UK more than you yeah. know US. Right, right. So in in England, and not so much today, but in the day of servants and and you know the maid, the butler, all that kind of stuff, the cooks, uh, they would get that day off, and the owner of the household would treat them to a meal. And the family often would serve the meal, and they would provide a gift to that servant for their service for that year. And it was called Boxing Day. I don't know how the term Boxing Day came about, um, but that's what they call it. So uh, we celebrate that in Canada, but we don't obviously have that stuff, but we still celebrate it, and it's a big... It's a big day, but nothing really special happens. Uh, so just everybody if, goes shopping. If Christmas, let's say, was on a Tuesday and that would be a holiday, uh-huh. would Boxing right. Day on uh, Wednesday be a holiday as well? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, it's always the day okay. following Christmas. Uh, not not a lot of people get that day off. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's a government holiday. You know, banks oh, are well, closed. Oh, surprise, surprise. Some of those institutions. <laughs> yeah, but all the stores are open. Yes. Wide open. And that's that's kind of like a Black Friday here. Mm. It's uh, maybe the sil- Silver Lining Monday or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> trying to catch up from the season. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good day. It's kind of a neat tradition. But not m- most people here would have no idea what it what it's about. Unless I, you're, I did you know. read up on that one year, and I remember reading yeah. – uh, the reason that the servants, of course, didn't get Christmas off or some some employers would let them. But the reason they didn't get it off is because they're, uh, you know, the Lord of the Manor was holding these giant extravagant feasts on that oh, holiday. Yeah. And it was all hands Absolutely. on deck, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a big time to shine. And you had to get the castle ready you know, <laughs> exactly. for the big Christmas celebration. <laughs> so... Oh, man. So, yeah. So uh, assistant pastors everywhere, you know, know and sense that day. Because uh, <laughs> Christmas is a big day. You don't get that off. Oh, so. well, with yeah, assistant pastors, day. it's uh, box your ears day. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. You messed up the Christmas program. The kids didn't come in on time. You're fired. <laughs> oh, man. I got to tell you, this is uh, this is now year number four for me where I wasn't involved in the Christmas program, and it's that's the, one of the hardest things about not passing. Oh yes, involved in those those things. Yes, yeah, I would sure. think so because I love them. You know, I yeah, they're yeah. a lot of work and it's a lot of effort. And of course, many people churches are done with them now. Most of churches yeah. do it not on Christmas itself, but try to do it a little bit right. early. And some places do it the very beginning of December. It's about the only time they yeah. can really fit it in. And of course, we have the yeah. we have the aspect in our church. We're in a capital city, and we're in a college town, and so you know the two main employers of Columbus, which is the state of Ohio and Ohio State University, and of course yeah. they're they're closed on holidays, and so. Our our community is used to just taking off on holidays, so uh, we'll have a good yeah. we'll have a good time before that. But we don't really expect a lot of people showing up on holidays. So when they do, when yeah. people come from out of town, it's like hallelujah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it's it's the you know the draw to the end of the year, which you know a lot of churches kind of look forward to that it's been a busy time you've had thanksgiving you know the the trunk or treat you know all that kind of stuff and christmas there's a lot of stuff that comes pretty quick and so coming into that new year is kind of a nice slow down time and but for most pastors it's a time to pick up and start looking at the calendar and start you know scheduling meetings and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's uh it's a great time of the year so for me um I get to be home a little bit, spend some time with the kids. Had a great time with uh, Harrison Amen. the other night. He was asking about Pastor Wolven, and uh, you're one of his new best buddies. I know. You got to see him at I my mother-in-law's funeral. Yes, and, it was awesome. Yeah. He was texting his nana the other night. I was watching him for a little bit, and so he's learned how to do that on the phone, where you can send an audio audio message. Oh, on that's the text. awesome. And he said, "Hello, sweet nana. This is Harrison. I have beautiful eyes." <laughs> <laughs> he hears that all the time, so picking up on that. But oh, well, my man. favorite he's, verse he's for this trip. time of year: "They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings of eagles." Everybody's all worn out, yeah. and and it's like, oh, we it. made it. We made it through. <laughs> I know it. Well, I'll tell you this: I I have a great announcement that will help recharge you and many and me especially i just got word uh yesterday that uh we have another great challenge a gentleman who has helped us a businessman has helped us over the last number of years i've not heard from him for a while and uh, he posted something on facebook and i just acknowledged that and answered and uh, the next day, he texted me. Said, "Hey," he said, "I want to, I want to help again." He said, "I have a challenge Amen. for you." Amen. He said, "I am going to match this year in 2023." He said, "I think it's going to be a great year for matching. I'm going to match up to $186,000 American or $250,000 Canadian." Amen. Is that awesome? Amen. Is that, awesome? that is oh, just goodness, tremendous. Man. I'm telling you, I can I can hardly contain myself. It's it's amazing. I just 
this this gentleman and his dear wife, and she's not well right now. I'd ask that you pray for her, and uh, I, I don't want to give their names, of course. Oh but no, you'll you'll know the the folks that help support BPS Canada and and the American Gospel Project as well. Um, just sweet people who Amen. heard about what we we're doing, got excited. Uh, a businessman who said, "I'm tired of giving money to the government. I'm going to start giving it away." And uh, he has helped a number of organizations, Amen. but he's been very, very kind to ours. And so um, just just a great, great help. And so we're going to try and match that. That's a huge number. Uh, I, I believe we can do it. It's going to take every listener we've got, every church that we have contact with, uh, potentially doing something. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out, and I thought maybe we would talk about this this week. Um, ways that people can help in giving to organizations and projects like this. Um, people love project giving. They love to give to a special need. And you've done that in your church. You've had to raise money for a roof, for a bus, uh, I think sound equipment at one time, some different things like that. Mm-hmm. And as a younger preacher, I, I had no idea how to do that sometimes, other than just get up and say, hey, we need it, and hope and pray, you know. But there are some things that you can do and some ways that you can present things that help people in understanding that need. And so I, I'd like to take some time this week and talk about that and uh, how, to, how to raise money for special needs, for buildings, uh, buses, Parking lot, paving, paving, um, you know, all those kind of things. So take 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 a stab at that. Yeah, I, I would great. say this. I I would say this that um, I I did not know how to approach people about money until I talked to a very wealthy businessman, and I I went to him and I said, I'm not asking you. I'm not I'm not talking to you, but I said I need help in knowing how to talk to people about money. And raising money. And he gave me some great advice. And I would recommend to every preacher to do that. Go to somebody who's been successful, might not even be a Christian man, and say, hey, I need to I need to tap into how to get people to respond. And he helped me immensely. So I'll share some of that this week as we go through. What are some things that you've raised money for and how'd you do that? Well, um, I've got I've, I've got some principles I'd like to go over that I think are helpful. And what I'd want to do is I'd want to encourage everybody, you know, as you're talking about, you know, businessmen and things like that, that that's always a good perspective because, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord said that the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light whenever it comes to these things. And so, uh, but it doesn't mean you have to copy everything they say. It does not mean that every successful person that you meet financially, uh, you've got to do everything they say. So, uh, you know, as we bring up some ideas, you know, I mean, uh, ultimately it has to come from the Lord and, and you've got to you got to precede everything by prayer and fasting whenever you're talking about something special, something unique, something over and above. Uh, you know, there are so many different projects that people have. Sometimes it's a remodeling project. For us, it was, you know, fixing a roof and, uh, you know, purchasing a bus or, you know, getting hymnals or uh, getting new instruments on the platform, you know, a sound booth. We, we've done a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. And, of course, you've got to understand your uh, your congregation 
you know, do you have the money in the in the congregation itself to to even do it? For us, it's been a blessing that uh, we have not had a need to go outside of our congregation. But you operate a ministry in that, uh, right. you know, right now you don't have a congregation, really. And, you know, you're operating right. a ministry that is, uh, you know, outside the church, if I can say it that way. Not that it's a parachurch yeah. ministry because it's it's still operated within a church and the umbrella mm-hmm. of that church's authority. But, but you're in a unique situation where you are, uh, you know, crisscrossing the, the world— you know, trying to find people that would be able to tap into something like that, where where pastors don't do that. We don't go traveling all over, you know, and have that opportunity to go speak at a right. church in Florida and say, "Can you help our church in Ohio?" You know, it, it doesn't doesn't quite work that way. And and I know you've right. raised money in your church for other other things too, building a building a new building, two, three, three buildings, and right. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say this, that in every instance where somebody has helped us in a large amount, we have not gone after them. They have found us. Amen. And I think one of the principles that we have to understand is that sometimes it takes some longevity. Sometimes you just have to be at it for a long time for people to say, hey, I can trust this guy. I can trust this ministry. They have proven themselves and they have done the hard work and now it's time to do some reward. And this this couple that found us, uh, we're talking to another pastor, and they said, we want to do something big. We'd like to do something in another country. And this guy said, hey, do you know Al Stone? And the guy said, no, never heard of him. And so he told, told him what we were doing. The gentleman went online. He checked our ministry. He checked who I was. He listened to my preaching, um, all of those things, and then finally contacted me and started out, um, you know, smaller. Um, his first gift was $50,000. And oh, now we're up skate. to... I know. I thought, where's your faith, man? Where's your faith? Come on. And, and I will say this, that in this last time, I had no idea that he was going to call us Amen. again. I've never had an idea he's going to call us back. I've kept him updated. I've kept him aware of what we were doing. But um, I was fasting and praying. And Amen. I was Amen. asking the Lord to do something great. Amen. And I don't do that often, to be honest. Uh, I, I should do it more often, but I just, I really felt that I wanted something Amen. from the Lord in a very special way. And I wasn't even really thinking about, you know, financially for bearing precious seed. I was thinking about some other things, but that's how the Lord answered. And Amen. so those are some things I think we have to understand that it's not, you can't connive people, you can't trick people. Uh, you can't really talk people into it, but you can present the need. And you can do that in a way that people get it and understand it. And I think that's very important. And that's where I missed out as a young man, not knowing how to do that sometimes. You brought up a really awesome point as far as trust, you know, uh, being in a place, you know, I mean, we've got the advantage, you know, you've been at this now, uh, Bearing Precious Seed, what, 20 years? Maybe a little bit 21 more. years. Yeah. And so, years. you know, I've been pastoring here 21 years. And so, you know, you when, when you have a reputation of being, uh, you know, fiduciary sound and, and not being wasteful or whatever, whatever you want, that, that trust. So I, I just had the idea. So how do you build up trust? You know, let's say you're a, a new mm-hmm. pastor 
and you've been at a church maybe a year or so. I got a couple ideas, but uh, you know, how how do you yeah. begin to build up that trust with your congregation? Right, that's a great that's a great question. You have to start with small things yeah. and do those very very well. You, you you take a little project that you know you can do, and you know there's availability to, and you you raise that. And you do it, and you do it very, very well. Yes. And then you take another project a little bigger, and you, you build on those, and you become very consistent in in how you do things. If you waste God's money, if you, you know, mislead your people, you will never get to that place where That's you can right. do those kind of bigger things. Um, the businessman I talked to said this. Business people want to see a return on their money always, whether mm-hmm. they are putting it in the stock market, if they are putting it into you know another venture, if they're giving to a charity, they want to see a return on their money. Amen. And you've got to show those people that what you're doing is going to benefit your ministry or benefit the work that you're doing. That's That's how you begin to build trust. What are some other things that you've seen? Yeah, well, like what you said, build small, and it's not like we're trying to be carnal, uh, but you do pray that you get to see those little successes turn into larger successes. Uh, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Whenever we were first here and our church started to grow in the first spring, of course, I came in March. The next spring, there are a lot of things that needed to be done around the building. And so I said, uh, we're going to have a uh, we're going to have an all church work day, and uh, you know, it's, and and so there were one or two of the men, one specifically, who had been here quite a while, and he said, "Well, preacher, uh, we've done those in the past, and only one or two showed up, so I don't think it's even worth doing." I said, "No, this will be yeah. different." He said, "No, no, no, we've done them in the past," and I said, "Well, you've never done them with me." So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And over the course of the day, over 50 people showed up and did. And, of right. course, I had a list of things like, you know, checking all the light bulbs. And, and of course, we, we were yeah. ready with a whole bunch of, you know, the long fluorescent bulbs, boxes. And right. you know, I had things ready. And, you know, dusting the auditorium, things that older people could do. That wouldn't necessarily, you know, I had one older guy, he just went around and and checked all the classrooms to see what lights need to be added or changed. And, you know, then he had a list and then he'd go find the guys that were changing the light bulbs, you know. So uh, I, I had a whole list of things, you know, mulching and, you know, some, some of the rugged stuff, but it wasn't right. painting there's no way you want to be painting right. a building when 50 people are walking all over it. You know, you paint no. a building when it's when it's empty and there's one or two people, you know, so you, you don't start stepping in each other's paint and tracking it everywhere. But but you, you start to do successful things, you know, and of course, mm-hmm. you you hit the nail on the head. Man, you pray and pray and pray and pray, and sometimes you fast yeah. and pray because you want to yeah. you want to do what's right. The, the most difficult thing for me, I don't know what, how it was with you, what I still struggle with is trying to discern: is this something the Lord is leading me to do, or is this something I want to get right. done? 
Right, right. Absolutely. And my father-in-law said it well, and we talked about this on one of our past uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. that if it's a need, then you, you go ahead and do it. If you really believe it's God, and, and that's what you're talking about, you have to discern from the Lord. If this is something we need, if we don't get this, the ministry will suffer. You do it, and then by faith, you trust that God will supply that. If it's something you want to do, and you think it'd be fun to do, or you think it would be uh, something need to add to the church, then you should wait on that and put that out there and wait for the Lord to supply before you get it. And that worked well for me. That really worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not work for everybody, but that that worked good for me. Yeah. But I think you you said something that I think hit the nail was that you have to be organized in whatever you're doing. You need to have an organized presentation if you're doing something big. If you're going to build a building, you've got to have, you know, a good idea of what it's going to cost. You should have already met with builders, city officials, you know, done all that you can do in legwork before you come to the church with the idea of building. You need to have an idea of that. Maybe have a PowerPoint presentation. Have the numbers ready as best you can. And start planting the seed of the idea in the minds of people before you really go whole scale on it. And that's what that's what I did with some of our buildings, and that worked well for us. Um, if you just get up in front of the congregation and say, hey, we're going to build a building, you're going to have some opposition. But if you can go and say, folks, we all can see that the building's getting cramped. Uh, we need to do something. I've done some checking. I believe we can do it. Let's pray about it. I'll come back to you in a few weeks with a presentation and let your people think about it, pray about it, look at it objectively, be able to maybe offer some suggestion. And then you've already got 90% of what you're going to do ready at that point when you announce that so that you can take that to your folks and you can make changes as you go, but you need to be well prepared and organized for sure. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I've got a list of, I've got a list of principles to try to follow, you know, and they're all take it or leave it, you know, that we can probably hit on another day. But I'm, I'm telling you, it just, it's, it amazes me the number of people that just try to do something. And it seems like they're flying by the sea of their pants. You know, they're just sort of making yeah, it up yeah. as it goes. And, you know, that's, that is such, that doesn't instill any confidence in people that, right. wh- whom you're trying to lead and direct. You know, you need to, and, and it's not a false confidence, not a self confidence and, and pride and that kind of thing. But, but you're trying to, uh, you know, encourage the people. You're trying to uh, let them know that you believe that the Lord is in this. And sometimes, sometimes we don't know. And I've been very honest yeah. with our people. You know, whenever we would uh, uh, look and see, you know, what what is needed, and I'd say, I don't know if the Lord's in this or not. So it also helps to have yeah. some good counselors. You know, maybe some other pastors right. who know your church, or if you have some right. good godly men in your church, and and hopefully you do, that you're able to just uh, you know sit with them, let get eight or nine guys, and go out for lunch and on a Saturday and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think offhand, you know, and how can we yeah, do this? Exactly. And in what way can we be better prepared? And, you know, there mm-hmm. a lot of eyes looking at it who, you know, you're not going to get the, you're not going to necessarily invite the, the biggest complainers and, <laughs> and things like that. But yeah. you do want 
people to say something negative because you want to be able to see that side of it and address those mm-hmm. things, you know, and, and take good yeah. notes of, of what they're concerned about because they're right. going to be a good mouthpiece for everybody else. Yeah. Let me say this in closing. Leaders lead. Leaders lead. And you have to take the lead on this thing. Um, you may have some people come to you and say, hey, we think this, we need this. That's great if they do, but somebody has got to take the lead. And a confident leader, you look at military leaders, confident leaders uh, are able to lead people more successfully. And so that that's, that confidence comes through knowing this is what the Lord wants or a very good idea that this is what the Lord wants and being well prepared and going into that battle, as it were, knowing here's here's the obstacles, here's the plan of attack, um, here's you know some of the weakness that I need to face. I think you need those things. Amen. My closing point. I'm Al Stone. I am in Canada. You home have snow now of Boxing Day. No, wow. not as of yet. We uh, we uh, as we record this, not as of yet, but it's it's coming. It's coming. Yes, and, that's what uh, I hear. There's some big things brewing. <laughs> that's what I hear. So, yeah. As we so record it's, this, it's, it's Tuesday, and uh, they're saying that on Friday here in Columbus, Friday in uh, Friday. at 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 midnight on Friday. Um, it's going to be 46 degrees, and at 2 a.m. on that Friday night, which will be early Saturday morning, it's supposed to be like 4 degrees. So we're supposed to drop 42 yeah. degrees in 24 hours, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. They're calling for here with the lake effect snow oh, lake uh, up effect. to 25 centimeters, 25 centimeters of snow, which is right around 10, in- 10 inches. No. Ooh. Let's see. I got to Let's see. It's two and two and a half inches to a centimeter, centimeter to an inch. So it's uh, it's going to be close to a foot of snow. Woohoo! Yeah. Wow. Should be fun. Better yeah. you than so, us. Oh man, I'm not looking forward to it. So, <laughs> Florida, here I come, baby. Get ready. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> I'm Al Stone, and I'm challenging you today to do something big for the Lord. When we thought about reaching this nation, I thought this is this is unbelievable. But by God's grace, we are going to do it. And with the help of some people that have caught hold of the vision, who have seen what God has done, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to our friends who have given, big and small. And we'll talk about that in uh, in our podcast on Wednesday and Friday. You know, some of the little things that have been big in doing the job. And so I want to thank you for that. So I I've wished you a Merry Christmas. Now a coming happy new year uh, as we draw closer this is dan wolven in columbus ohio and um, as you hear this i should be enjoying our christmas day with our family that's always a great great blessing Um, i think if i if i know the story right i think our grandkids now this is their third christmas so they i think they got to open up presents on maybe friday night I'm trying to remember now. Maybe they made Saturday their family Christmas, and then I think they opened up a couple things on Sunday. And so, but Monday's the big one at our place with all the family in. And so we're wow. we're having a great day today, Lord willing. So God bless you. 
Yeah. Hey, could you have those kids give me a call? Um, man, they've they've figured out how to get gifts three times in a row. Man, I could use that strategy. Hey, you know, they should be on this <laughs> podcast saying, here's how you do it. <laughs> I know. I know it. And I'll tell you who should be on this podcast, and you better capture it, is your mother. I'm going to try. I am going to try. I'll probably just have her do it on my phone so she can get it yeah. done, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And the grandkids can help her. That'd be great. There you go. This is Tim Talks. We hope you have a great day. We look forward to being back with you on Wednesday. Have a great day, eh? This is the Christmas to New Year's edition of Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.